0: Expressed on ACB media are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect the views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. The American Council of Blind Lions, ACBL, is the affiliate that roars, and that's no lion. ACBL holds monthly conference calls and ACB convention events that help people who are blind or visually impaired become more involved in local Lions Clubs. Find out more. Call 502-897-1472 or email lions.acb at gmail.com. Hello, this is Dan Spoon, President of the American Council of the Blind. I just want to give a big hip, hip, hooray out there to our tremendous membership that does such a great job. Join me, Brian McKellen, on Speaking Out for the Blind. I interview blind newsmakers to inspire the population to go for their dreams. Speaking Out for the Blind airs Fridays at 8 p.m. Eastern on ACB Media 1. Welcome to Speaking Out for the Blind, I'm Brian McAllen. The Des Moines Register says that the Iowa Educational Services for the Blind and Visually Impaired Students took part in the state's first abacus bee. An abacus is a special counting tool containing wires and rods and movable beads for solving equations. Iowa Educational Services for the Blind and Visually Impaired math consultant Sarah Larkin joins us to talk about the abacus bee. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Brian. So tell us a little bit more about the Iowa Education Services for the Blind and Visually Impaired and your role as its, as its math consultant.
1: Sure. We are a state agency under the Department of Ed, and we provide TVI, Teachers of the Visually Impaired Services and Orientation and Mobility Services, to our students that are birth to 21 Uh, that are all out in their local school districts. So we have itinerant teachers across the state. And then I am the math consultant that helps support those math teachers, teachers teachers of the visually impaired, and of course, the parents and students. What's an abacus? Uh, Basically, it is a special device that students that are blind use in place of paper pencil. Um, A lot of people like to say it's a calculator, but it's not a calculator because they're having to do the computation themselves.
0: And I just remember going to my old Montessori school when I was little, when we used only beads for math. What, just how did the idea for the the, uh, abacus bee come about? Um, Well, it
1: actually started a year ago where APH, the American Printing House for the Blind, had two pilot states in Florida and Washington and they opened it up to other states to, to do it this year. And so of course we hopped on that because we have so many of our students using the Abacus. So this was just a chance for them to uh, show what they can do and and to see other students that are using the same kind of devices they are.
0: I heard that the recent Abacus B was just held, correct? It was, yes. Just in uh, November okay. here. Just in November. Mm-hmm. Uh, what age groups participated?
1: We had students that were from first grade on up through 12th. First and grade so we had actually 12th. six different divisions. Yep. Six different divisions. What were they? Um, basically, they took a practice test ahead of time to kind of decide which which grouping they would be in. And we themed it all around space so there was there were rovers and starters and um we we had all the way up to um on the names of the different groups uh but it was basically the problems got harder as you were in the upper level of groups
0: okay so it got a little more challenging and everybody was just from iowa no other states
1: that correct. is correct. There were other states holding an Abacus B in their state, but the one we held only had students from Iowa.
0: What other states have held the Abacus B just around the same time as you guys? And um, how about in the past? Uh,
1: there were So there was Florida, Washington. They uh, did it again. Washington then there was state. also
0: Kentucky
1: and Maryland. Um, and... Mm-hmm the other two states
0: that's okay if you that's can't great. think of them okay. the other two that's fine yeah that's just the sampling of the other states mm-hmm. that participated exactly how did the B go how did that work and who actually won sure we uh we
1: actually had um there were also six rounds um five of the rounds uh, they had it, the students had it in the problems in large print or braille, and then communicated those answers back in either large print or braille. And then there was one round that was held auditorily.
0: Okay, so there were both written and auditory portions of the B. I right. understand that the students they were also separated into space-themed groups. One yes. of the teams was called the Blasters. How did you decide yes. on these space-themed groups?
1: Uh, That came from the American Printing House for the Blind that was already set up with those particular uh, groupings.
0: Now, let's get to the whole idea of using the abacus. Why don't most schools in America use one? You know, that's a
1: really good question. Um, It's funny because so often when I show teachers that particular device, they think about how it would help other students as well. Um, But so often, since the other students have paper and pencil, um, they're doing what they need to do on that paper pencil, where um, students that are blind uh, tend to have either their Braille writer or that abacus, and the abacus is faster for them than using the Braille writer. Um, But it's just their way of keeping track of the numbers as they're trying to solve the problems where other students might keep track of those numbers on paper.
0: Before we get into more into the pencil and paper thing, can you tell us just how briefly how the abacus works? Say if I was going to be using it like these kids, how would I use it?
1: Sure. Um, well, basically there's 13 columns of beads and those correspond to your normal place values. So the column all the way to the right is your once column. And the next one to the left would be your tens, hundreds, thousands, um, all the way up through those 13 columns. But it can be divided separately. So for instance, you could use the last two columns to represent your tenths and hundredths. So it can even be used for decimals. Um, and then the students, there's a separation bar on that. There's a single bead on top of that separation bar, and then there's four beads below it. And so... The students, as they are increasing the value, are moving those beads towards that separation bar. And when they're subtracting, they move them away from that separation bar.
0: Okay. So each there's columns of beads for okay. um, the tens, the hundreds, the thousands, etc., cetera, going yeah. from right to left. And you move them to the left. If you're going to increase the value.
1: You move them right towards there. that separation bar. That is, there's a horizontal separation bar between the single bead at the top and the unit beads down at the bottom. So that single bead above the bar actually represents five instead of one. So if I, for instance, was setting six in that ones column, I would move the five bead that's above that bar down. That's a value of five. And one of the beads from below up So you have a five bead and a one bead for a total of six. And as you're adding, let's say, a five bead in the tens column, that would represent 50 if it was moved towards that separation bar.
0: So why do you think, or why do blind students use an abacus instead of the pencil and paper? Why not even in the days of technology, a talking calculator, a large print calculator, or even... Google searches?
1: Oh, yeah, that's a good question. And a lot of that is because we really want them to have, um, we want them to understand the concept where if they're just punching it into a calculator or asking Siri, for example, um, there's really no understanding of the number sense that goes behind it, where
0: using the abacus really increases that number sense as well. It's sort of compare and contrast to what I went through in high school and college. We had to, um, write out all of our work on pencil and paper. And then we also had to, um, if we did use a calculator, we had to explain what, how we did to get to that answer, how we got to that answer. Cause they exactly. wanted to see if we, the teachers that I had, I'm visually impaired, but the teachers that I was in regular classes, but the teacher, wanted to see if we could really understand it but yes i can see why the abacus may also help out with that
1: it's exactly. it
0: like using the abacus
1: you know a lot of them do and at least especially the ones that we had competing um they were excited excited to be able to do it um and show off what they could do um you know you can really on the abacus, you can add subtract, multiply, divide, do fractions, decimals, percents. Um, there's really a lot of of possibilities on it. so it it really was a chance for them to show others, you know it it brought the excitement out in them to be able to show others what they what they were doing
0: and the, and um, the abacus is good because of the students don't have any vision yeah they can't write their answers down on pencil and paper
1: that's right because then they can't see what they've just written
0: yeah uh-huh.
1: and it may look like scribbles
0: yeah now um back to the b here yes the winning students yeah they're going to go on yes the abacus b is that also being held by the american printing house For the blind.
1: Yes, it is. Yep. So they will hold that in March.
0: Okay. It won't be too long before March. Um, No,
1: it'll be March 21st
0: through the 24th. Mm -hmm. March 21st through the 24th. That sounds good. Now, I understand it's going to be held in Louisville, Kentucky, where APH is. And um, where at in Louisville is it going to be held?
1: Uh, we haven't received all of that information yet. They said that information will be going out in January. I'm guessing that it may be right at the American Printing House for the Blind, uh, but I don't know that for sure.
0: And can you tell us about some of the students that you had at this specialty who are going on to nationals? Um, sure, you mean the names of them? Well... To just or just maybe, tell maybe, a little maybe, bit about them their names a little bit about them if it's okay
1: yeah um i can just tell you a little bit about them um sure. we have we had um basically since we had these six divisions the top student from each division is the one who will get to go on to nationals now sure. the only five students are going because the lowest level is the rover level and that is more of a um, a chance to explore the idea of a B that was a younger student. Um, so uh, later he'll go into one of the other levels in, in future years. Um, so he is not going to go on to nationals, but the top in all of the other five categories will. Um, we do have a combination of braille users and l- large print users that are going to be going um, but most of the ones actually that qualified are Braille users. In fact, there was only one I'm looking at the results, only one student um that used a large print that qualified for the nationals. The rest were all Braille users. And so that kind of shows that difference. You know, they use that device on a daily basis wow. uh, within their math classes.
0: That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, do, um, do they go to like a school for the blind in the state where they use the abacus or is this just a regular school?
1: It's the regular general ed classroom. So we do, we no longer have a school for the blind here in Iowa. All of our students are out in the local school districts and then we provide the services at those schools. Um, but they are in the general ed classroom with their
0: peers Okay. Mm-hmm. I understand this was the most accessible math competition form.
1: Yeah, you know it's it's accessible because they get a chance to use what they normally use where so often in the school districts because their peers aren't using the abacus you would never find an abacus be there um because their peers aren't using it. Um so even if there were math competitions um, so often our students don't get a chance to get involved in those opportunities because they aren't always made accessible like we were able to hear. Um, now, generally, they do get braille or large print at their schools, don't get me wrong. I'm talking about for extracurricular competitions, those generally are not provided to them. So, they So they don't participate or they don't think they um, are up for participating. But this is something they're very familiar with. And so we had everything available in what their
0: preferred medium was. Now, I'm sure you're already making plans for the next Iowa Abacus Bee next year. We
1: sure are. We're getting excited about it. And we've already heard from the students that they plan on competing again.
0: Okay, that's that's. Great, that's great. Now, what what do you do um, when when the kids participate in the advocacy? How do you make sure that you know everybody's solving the problems and that there's no sort of cheating?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just have to. Ask. I love it. Yeah. Well, basically, they don't get a chance to see the questions until they're given to you, given to them at the beginning of the round. And um, they were actually each at even at their own table. Um, So there really was no opportunity to even see those questions ahead of time. Um, They received them at the beginning of of the round, and then they um, gave that test back along with their answers at the end of the round.
0: Mm, Okay. Um, How did you tally up the results and find the winners?
1: Okay. well, we had a scoring room and in the scoring room, we had a certified transcriber and also a one of our our literacy consultant, who is also a teacher of the visually impaired. And she um, they double checked each other. So every test was scored twice by those two individuals. And then there was another transcriber that then inputted all of those scores into a spreadsheet. Um, which calculated what our top scores were in each division,
0: so they were kind of like the judges of sorts, exactly yeah so how how were you involved in this advocacy uh, exactly? I understand you're a math consultant, yeah organization
1: right, so when i when I found out from APH that that they were going to be doing these regionals. I of course hopped on board right away because I like to promote, um, anything I can related to math. So then, um, I, at first met with APH to find out information about, um, when we would get these materials to t- kind of decide on a date. And then I worked with our extended learning program. Um, to set up to make sure we had um, the facilities, which ended up being at Heartland Area Education Agency, which is one of our, our our state is divided into different areas called AEAs. And so that's the one that was centrally located in the state. So we were able to get that location um, and then identified which rooms these different uh, groups or divisions would be in. Along with, we had a lot of great science-related activities. So when the students were not testing, they had a chance to do a lot of space-themed activities. For instance, checking out the constellation tent. Uh, They were able to do some coding. Uh, They got to set up the solar system along a cord uh, with different size balls that represented uh, planets uh, that were proportional from each other. Um, so, I worked with a lot of the teachers of the visually impaired in the state, and then and then also our STEM consultant um, to plan those particular events. So we met um, every month this year, right up until the event.
0: What do you? What advice do you give the kids out there, the blind visually impaired kids out there? want to give the abacus a try and enjoy it and maybe you know participate in these bees
1: well i think it's a, i think it's a great opportunity um for the students to be able to not just show what they can do but also i hear over and over that um it's nice seeing other students like them Um, doing what they're doing. Um, the kids really had, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of fun, a lot of time, you know, chance to talk to each other outside of the, the actual competing events. Um, and have even developed some friendships with those other students that are continuing. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, no, I I will I will tell you just a quick story. After the event, um, the students were able to get medals, and it was really fun because we even received pictures from them of uh, their them wearing their medals at school, um, and you know being able to sh- to show their peers what they had done over the weekend.
0: It was really exciting. And they'll be able to hang them up on their walls. Oh, yes. In the rooms. <laughs> That's right. Well, Sarah, we're buzzing for future bees, and let's continue them next year and just keep this math learning going. Thanks for joining us today. Absolutely, Thank you very much, Brian. You're welcome. Before we go, listeners, or welcome your comments on this program. Just visit and like me on Facebook at Speaking Out for the Blind or follow me on X, formerly Twitter, at Speak Out Blind or Speak Out for the Blind. You can also check out my website, that's speakingoutfortheblind.weebly.com. More information on today's show is posted there. Just look under list of episodes and show news tab. In my show archive is at speaking out for the blindpinecastco That's all for this edition of Speaking Out for the Blind. Thanks for listening. And remember to speak out. You are listening to ACB Media 1, also known as Mainstream, the flagship of the ACB Media Network. The ACB Media Network is a service of the American Council of the Blind please visit us at acbradio.org.